subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now, the world has changed. It's changed beyond all recognition for a lot of people as we speak. Jill Kirby, personal financial journalist and columnist, uh, joins us now. And a very good morning to you, Jill. And uh, thanks uh, for your time with us on uh, the programme this morning. For the people whose worlds have changed in particular, it's a very trying situation and many more will find themselves in this situation where they've lost their jobs and very suddenly. Yeah, I mean, it's not extraordinary. Uh, during the last great crisis post-2008, about 350,000 people lost their jobs. Uh, many, many tens of thousands of them, of course, emigrated, younger people. Uh, in a matter of weeks, we have hit that level and it will probably get a bit higher. I mean, there's no question about that. More people are going to lose their jobs, especially if, uh, you know, the cabinet mm. is supposed to announce a, a further shutdown. Um, I, I know, and I'm sure you do, plenty of people who are still going to work every day. Uh, they're not essential workers. Um, I mean, their companies think they're essential workers, but they really aren't. They're not in the health services. They're not in the security services. They don't work in supermarkets and, and mm. chemist shops, you know, and, and that's all that's open now in, in places like Italy. And what would so that mean here in terms some of... Some will lose their jobs and some will just have to go home and work. What would that mean here in terms of uh, the amount of people at work or not at work, uh, more to the point? Uh, would you be talking about 50, 60, 70 percent unemployment? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think mm. it's going to go certainly... Uh, that, that's very, that is very dramatic. I mean, mm. we never hit... You know, we never hit even, I think, 20 or 25 percent unemployment after 2008. And that is depression level uh, unemployment, you know, that, that happened in the 1930s. Um, not not for forever in the 1930s. That was over a, a period of about three or four years. So um, I think we're certainly going to see maybe 20 percent unemployment here, 20, 25 percent maybe. So that is going to be a huge commitment on the part of the government. Mm. They've already made the announcements that people are going to, you know, very quickly get on to unemployment benefits. Mm. Um, people who are ill will get the extended amount for a period of time, about six weeks, because that's what they figure they'll need while they're, while they're sick. That's the 305-year payment. Um, they've liberalized the, the, the bit about employers being able to claim back uh, a portion of that, you know, the social welfare uh, portion from the government. So that's a good thing, which means that a lot of people will be topped up by their companies, um, as they would be if they were out sick. Uh, so, mm. 
you know, but but let's not kid ourselves. This is going to be a massive financial commitment going forward by the government. And how does the government but, meet it? I mean, this is the well, next question. Well, they're going to have because, to borrow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I've heard figures, but nobody knows yet. But anyway, mm. figures could be as high as 20 to 30 billion euros, That this, depending on how long this lasts. Uh, if we see this continue much longer than has been anticipated, then that bill will go up. But let's put it in context here. In, nine, in 2008, beginning of 2008, before the crisis, the Irish national debt was about 50 billion euros, mm. which was very low. It was only about 27% of our GDP. Today, that debt is... Now, it, it, it soared, of course. It, it quadrupled. Um, today, the debt is still over 200 billion. It's about 200, or it was until a few weeks ago, about mm. 210 billion. Um, but it was uh, after we experienced a huge surge in in the proportion of GDP that was over 114 percent or something around 2010. It steadily started to drop, and because we started paying it, because we got the bailout, and we then recovered enough and it started to be paid off. And our, our GDP to debt ratio isn't 27% mm. anymore. That was extraordinary. Uh, it was about seven, six, between 60 and 70%, which is pretty good. Now, that means that if we have to borrow another 20, 25 billion, say, out on the markets, which we probably will be able to do because the economy was as strong as it was before this crisis hit, then that's going to make the national debt get bigger. Of course it will. Mm. Um, and we will have to pay it off. And our children and grandchildren will have to pay it off. But they were going to have to pay off that $210 billion anyway. So what's another $20 billion amongst friends? We are in a better position than most countries. And but, 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 there's always a but. Mm. That, that also means, though, that we're probably, uh, and, and that assumes that we're going to keep the big multinational companies here, that, you know, companies that are, are having trouble now will come back. Um, but I think people also have to accept all things, everything has changed. And that means that there is, there is going to be more taxes going forward. Um, you will, there will be more levies. Um, people might, people my age might recall who have private pension funds might recall that in 2010, 11, and 12, uh, the government introduced a levy on private pension funds. They took two and a half billion euros literally out of private pension funds. They simply took the cash. And I got hit. I, anybody else who, mm-hmm. who has a private pension got hit. I'm not sure they'll be able to do that again because private pension values have really fallen in the last, you know, few weeks or last two months, really, especially the last week or two. So that would be most unfair. But there is there is other wealth. We have other assets in this country. We well, pay that, a, we pay a tiny, hmm. tiny property tax compared that's, that's to most a, a, people. All of that, uh, uh, of course, depends on us coming out on the other side of this to, a, right. to, to a world that we understand. Uh, we may be coming out to something very different. Uh, and, uh, I mean, when we talk about unemployment, for example, uh, I suppose if you talk about 20% unemployment, it's a ridiculous thing to talk about, or it would have been a ridiculous thing to talk about a few weeks ago. But as this goes on, uh, you'd be hoping to keep it at 20% on, on the basis that people will continue to work from home for as long as there is work at home, because as it gets worse, fewer people will be working, and even that work at home will dry up. Well, you make a very good point there, and I think people should also keep this in mind. We have to support each other and our businesses. So I was just listening to to Ryan Tuberty this morning, uh, one of your colleagues, radio colleagues, and he was saying, listen, folks, Amazon.com 
co.uk and .com have, I don't know how many, you know, tens of billions in reserves, their own cash on deposit. Um, and so do some of the other big companies. And they're not going to go bust. They're, in fact, those companies will probably do better uh, at the end of all of this. But our local bookshops and, you know, the local, uh, everybody who's online, anybody who is local, who is selling stuff, whether it's the local artisan or whether it's the, the, the local, you know, clothing shop or boutique. Um, and I know people are reluctant to spend at the moment, and mm. that is perfectly Well, you can only buy it if you have money to sure. spend. Absolutely. Uh, and you're well, no, also absolutely. suggesting, on the other hand, to watch what you're spending and to cut back what you're spending on yes. your phone However, or your broadband or your insurance or whatever it is. Yeah. Sure. Mm. However, the postal service is still working all over the world. The postal services are still working. So if you need a book, you know, buy it from an online Irish company. It could be in your own town. It Mm. could be Galway Books, wonderful Galway Books. It could be anybody. But keep that in mind, okay? This is going to go on for a while, and you may need some books, so buy locally. Will they be open? I mean, they've they've stopped religious services in the United Kingdom. No, I know, but that's different from having a bookshop where you post the books Mm. safely in your own town, because the post office is still open. Mm. And I wouldn't doubt for a second that the wonderful post uh, parcel service, which is amazing now and profitable, by the way, Mm. um, it will probably go and collect stuff like that from from the bookshop so that people don't have to leave and and walk to the to the bookstore with them or to the post office Mm -hmm. with them. What I'm saying, Michael, is that we have to start changing our mindset a little bit more and be generous. Um, I mean, literally, be generous. And it's something that I've written about last week in a number of the regional papers, and that is about building an arc. Um, and this, is, this was a theme of mine going back just to the last crash. Mm. And it's about, you know, reviewing your own finances as a family and friends. If you have a family and you have friends and you love them and you want them to get through this, then I think not this week. This is the, the scary week where we're in, the tsunami is coming, the surge is happening. It's those weeks and perhaps months afterwards, okay, when we're all still being told stay at home, don't mingle. Um, and, and the worst of it hopefully is over. And that's when you start talking to each other and say, what are the family's assets? How much cash do we have? How much savings do we have? What assets do we have? What contacts do we have? Um, how can we share this with each other, those who desperately need this? Yes, the government is stepping in, but it might not be enough. There is about 120, 25 billion euros in savings in this country. That's household savings. Most of it is held by older people, 50s and up. I'm one of them. Uh, I'm sure many of your listeners are too. We've Mm. all been helping our families. It's been a tough 10 years. Of course it has been. But, you know, the elders of this country um, have to step up and have to say, listen, we don't have a mortgage anymore. You kids are all grown. You've got grandkids. We want you all to to cope. Um, And some of you siblings, children are doing better than others. You can do this all online. You can chat to each other online at some point and say, what is the family's financial position? If you love each other enough, you'll do it. And this was a theme of mine when I was on a a speaking tour for the wonderful um, Irish Country Women's Association a few years ago. And I did get looks of total perplexity from many of the women who attended these seminars mm-hmm. who said, geez, you don't know my family, yeah. you don't know. But you know what, I, I'm, I'm mm. observing, I'm sure you are in all of your programs speaking to people that 
a lot of of you know uh, bad feelings are disappearing now. People are turning to each other again, and that is what we're going to have to do both as a nation and as families. Um, and you know, it, it's it's an interesting process. It's something that very wealthy people do this, by the way. It's very popular mm. in the states and, and Canada and Britain. It's called a family office. And there are professionals, usually a good financial advisor, can help you do this. And it involves reviewing what is there and then making loans to people, not giving away all the cash. You can do that when they Mm -hmm. inherit, your kids inherit. You do this on a loan basis. The banks are very happy to cooperate with stuff like that. But your collective Um, worth as a family. Is is so Mm -hmm. much. Listen, this is a group effort now. We all know that. The Mm -hmm. teacher made that quite clear on St. Patrick's Day. We have to now filter that down into our families. Uh, in the meantime, if you don't mind me saying, I mean, you know, my, my, my gig here is personal finance. And this is also going to be a good time and, and an urgent time for some people to start looking at their actual family budgets. Now you're at home working. You do have some extra expenses. You don't have others. But you, you do have to make sure that, you know, you're in a position to pay your bills or mm. not to pay your bills. If, if they can't be paid, then you must contact your bank. You must contact your creditors. And say to them, listen, I'm in a bit of trouble here. I've either been laid off or I'm on part-time. Um, we're short money now. And they have made provision. Uh, they've been a little slow about it, but most of them, the banks in particular, are allowing people to take mortgage holidays. They're allowing people to uh, pay interest, say, only in, in some cases, all, all sorts of forbearance measures. They're extending overdrafts. They're letting people increase their credit card limits, though I don't recommend that. Mm-hmm. Ideally, that is the last resort. Um, and so are, are the moneylenders, of course. Be very careful. Be very careful. Which is why I'm saying families need to get together before somebody has to resort to a moneylender who can charge 187% interest. And okay. that hasn't changed. Well, there's a, a lot of tough times ahead for a lot of people and some big decisions for all of us uh, to make. We have to leave it there for the moment, though, Jill. And thank you indeed uh, for joining us here on the programme this morning. Much appreciated. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.